Welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast, where you will hear transformational stories, positive encouragement, and practical strategies to help you grow your mindset, reach your potential, live your dreams, and experience a purpose-driven, impact-filled life. Here's your host, Alan Blaine. All right. Well, Jordan, I just want to start by saying welcome to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway podcast. Thank you so much for taking your valuable time to hop on here today and share a little bit of your story with our listeners. Hey. I want to start by just sharing that Jordan is the founder and owner of Studio One Nine, which is a full service salon, which was actually set to launch. Get this. The day before COVID hit in March of 2020, what a time to launch a business, right? In just over two years now, they already have 21 stylists and technicians offering services ranging from full service hair, lash extensions, esthetician services, and nails. Studio 19 is one of the top rated salons within a 30 mile radius of Nashville, which encompasses a couple million people. So no small thing. And they are one of the only salons in the area that offers a year long training program that allows newly licensed stylists to earn commissions during their year long training, giving them the foundation to start their own businesses. Jordan and her husband, Brandon, a law enforcement officer, are also great personal friends of Nicole and myself and some amazing people. And I am super excited for you all to get to hear more about Jordan's story. And Jordan, what I'd like to do if we could today is, can you just start by just elaborating maybe a little bit more on your business and kind of where it is today and a little bit of the story behind that? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. So I'm so excited to be a part of this with you. I've loved watching your business grow as well. So it's an honor for me to be a part of this. So we started out as a booth rental only salon, which is very, very common in this area. Most salons actually do that, which is basically they're on their own. They bring in their own clients. They have their own salon shop license and their station. And that's that. But we quickly realized that our team couldn't take as many clients because they were all so busy. We also found that there was a lot of girls coming out of school that were just not prepared to be able to go straight into owning their own business. So we prayed a lot about it and we decided recently to change our business model and create this year-long program to be able to help young girls and guy stylists to be able to create their own business. So it's giving them the foundation. We're teaching them what they need to know. They're able to make money. They're able to get to know their clients and learn different things and then grow to be on their own, which is a lot of fun. I love it. I've just got to ask the Studio One Nine, what is behind the name there? Is there meaning behind that? Studio One Nine comes from Joshua One Nine, which is, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous for everything in me as possible? I never intended to open a salon. It was never something I wanted. And the Lord laid it on me one day in prayer and I was begging him to take it away from me. And I never wanted the responsibility of it. And as clear as day, I was actually doing a study with my friend Candy and I opened up our study and it was in Joshua and Joshua 1.9 was, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? And I knew right where I was sitting at that moment that I was going to do something completely out of my comfort zone. I love it. And what was the main driving force and motivator behind the studio? I went straight into Booth Rental and I learned a lot and it was great. And I was in a great salon, but I quickly realized how ugly the beauty industry can be. I quickly realized that 
who you surround your heart with is what your heart becomes. And I really wanted to bring people into a space that was safe. It was no judgment. You can come as you are. It doesn't matter if you are homeless and you live on the streets and you need a haircut. If you are a foster child with matted hair and you need it to be cleaned up, this is somewhere that you're not going to be looked at differently because you look different. Or if you feel the Holy Spirit led you to do something and do a service for free, you don't have to answer to anybody for that. This is a safe place to do that. And that was my whole goal is to open a beauty salon that was just filled from beauty within and then allowing us to make people feel beautiful. I love it. Well, as much of a ministry as a business, it sounds like than anything, right, Jordan? Absolutely. Can you take us back to your childhood growing up as much or as little detail as you want to go into? But I know that I guess like all of us, you've had some challenges along the way and maybe walk us through what the years leading up to the last couple of years of launching your business, you know, what your background was, what you've done and just a little more about you. So I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, Portland, Oregon, Vancouver, Washington is actually where I grew up. And I grew up in a very, very broken home lots of abuse, physical, emotional, sexual, lots of drug use. I had grandparents that if it wasn't for them, I don't know that I'd be here today. They really took the role as being my parents. And I was very blessed and still am blessed to have them. And I actually had a stepdad that is no longer my stepdad, hadn't been my stepdad in a long time. And he really took in that role of, of helping take care of me as well. So I actually got in a lot of trouble my junior year of high school and I dropped out of high school and I went to alternative school and got in some trouble there, which believe it or not, is actually very difficult to do, but I succeeded at that. And I got shipped to Tennessee, which I had a set of grandparents here it just so happened to be the best thing that ever happened to me, getting away from the environment. And I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but I also realized that there was a lot more to life than what I was shown. And back home, I didn't really have a way to success. I would have ended up in prison or dead or on the streets. I needed a change and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So how old were you, Jordan, when you were shipped from Washington State to Tennessee to live with another set of grandparents, it sounds like? Another set of grandparents that I had never even met. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. It was a great thing. But I was 17. I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. So rough growing up, 17 years old, you get transplanted here to Tennessee with some grandparents. What happened then? Take us from there. So I took my junior and senior year, both in one year. I didn't even know until the day of graduation if they were going to let me graduate or not, because I had so many credits to make up. And it was really cool because now looking back on it, I know like the Lord put so many people in my path to help me get to where I was. Teachers that would stay late to help me earn a credit or bring me a coffee because they know that I was up studying because I had four credits to make up. Those are things that I know strategically the Lord placed in my path. And it's something I will forever be grateful for. But I graduated and I shortly after that became a mom. And it was never also part of the plan. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. But I was a baby and I had a baby and I was a single mama for a while, which was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I had to work two jobs. And then I just happened to have a friend who got me a job at a laboratory, which 
was really great money for me at the time. And I became really good at data crunching. So I became really good with numbers, not math, but numbers. And I became really good with patterns and chemistry and consistency. And it actually completely built the foundation of my work ethic and who I am. And that helped grow me into the salon owner that I am now. Wow. And it's so neat just even hearing more of your story, just seeing where God's brought you and Brandon to this day and the impact you guys are making together in your business and outside of your business, just in the community, living in the same community as you all. Nicole and I can see that firsthand and it's just so cool to see. And I just love stories like this. What would you say if I was to ask you was one or more of some of the biggest challenges you faced so far in your life? I lost my mom when I was 20 years old. My mom was my best friend and my worst enemy, all in one. She tried really hard to be a good mama, but she had an addiction. And I believe with my heart of hearts that she truly did everything she could to the best of her ability for us. Unfortunately, it just wasn't the right thing for her children. She died when I was 20 and she died really suddenly, really publicly. Her body was pulled out of the Columbia River in Portland, Oregon. It was very, very public. There was not a lot of answers. We still really don't know what happened. And I was a single mom at the time and it was probably the loneliest I'd ever felt in my entire life. I can only imagine that's super tough. Hurts my heart just thinking about trying to envision what that would have been like as a 20-year-old single mom and all you'd been through up to that point and then losing your mom, especially in that way. Can you describe what you were feeling? I mean, I, I think that a lot of us, we all go through challenges and we all have different thoughts. I think some of them are a lot of times the same. We face a lot of the same temptations, a lot of the same temptations to think things that, as I call it, stinking thinking and not looking to the right places and not asking the right questions. I'm curious, do you recall back then kind of some of the thoughts you were thinking at that moment in time? I remember walking into her funeral and feeling like everybody was staring at me. And I remember walking in and just thinking, how can I get out of this place? <laughs> you know what I mean? And to be honest, like that's the only thing I really remember from that time. I think the Lord does a good job of allowing us to forget hurtful things, but it was humiliating. There was a lot of anger built into that dynamic and still kind of is. I felt very robbed of what my kids should have. They should have a grandma. I should be able to call my mom and, you know, when I'm having a bad day or call her when I have a great success. Um, and I felt very robbed of that. I felt very violated because it was so public and there were so many things being said about what happened and what didn't happen. And it was her personal information that I didn't feel like was fair for everybody else to know. And so I felt very violated and very protective of my family at that time. And to be honest, that was the time in my life where I did kind of become the protector of the family, the one that kind of took over the role, even though I was young, like I still, to this day, I'm the one that if something needs to get done, it's going to get done. I'm the mean one, you know? And then also I remember feeling broken and I remember going to church and my pastor asking me, well, was she a believer? Did she know who the Lord was? And I, I couldn't answer that because I didn't think she was. And I remember laying in a tub and feeling the hot water on my chest and feeling like it was heavy. And remember thinking, I don't ever want my son to question. He was 10 months old at the time. And I don't ever want him to question if I know who the Lord is. 
And that day in the bathtub by myself, I gave my life to the Lord. And that's what changed my life forever. Wow. And that was at 20? It was at 20. Mm -hmm. Wow. How exciting. You know, it's interesting. We all have a choice when we face difficult times, you know, whether we turn inwardly or outwardly, whether we choose to be the victim or the victor, you know, whether we look up or look down, we always have choices to make and a free will. And we have something in common, by the way, because although my father is still living, I do not have a relationship. I've lost my relationship with my father years ago, unfortunately. And because his heart's still beating, there's still hope that that can be restored. But I know loss in a similar way, even though a completely different scenario, obviously. And at different times, the temptation can still pop into my head if, with different challenges. Like, why me? Like, why this have to be part of my life? Why does this have to be part of my story? Did you ever face similar things of questions? Like, why did this have to happen to me? Is that something that ever crossed your mind? Yeah. I don't know that I ever said, why me? I think my conversation with God one day was, I'm tired. I'm so tired. And I don't know why these things have to keep happening. And I'm not sure what you're doing in this. And I trust you through it. Even recently with recent life things that we've gone through, I've questioned, why are you allowing this to happen? And what am I not seeing through it? Because I'm tired. I'm tired of having to be strong all the time. And I want to just be able to breathe a little bit and enjoy these successes. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, that's not his plan sometimes. His plan is much greater than our own. So yes and no to answer that question. And I can understand that answer as well. Do you feel like at this point in time, regardless of how we feel in the moment of going through a challenge, are you able now to look back at various challenges that you faced for whatever reason? Not that you would ask for the challenge again, you know, but that you can be thankful that you've went through certain challenges. Do you view them in any way as an asset or a way personally or even to help others? to see how God's used that or can use that. Can you see that now in hindsight as 2020, you know, that how something that's happened that's really been hard in your life has worked out to be for good, as the Bible talks about, God does in our life? Absolutely. I'm so grateful for the hardships that I've been through. One of my biggest successes is that I'm a mama and I have two babies and they are my heir. And I think I'm a pretty good mom. I posted something recently on Mother's Day on my Facebook, and I think some people may have taken it out of context. It was happy Mother's Day to the moms out there that statistics say that we shouldn't be, that we weren't raised to be. You know, I learned everything from my mom, and I'm so grateful for that. And I think in some people's eyes, they might have said, oh, well, her mom was such a great mom. She learned everything she has from her. But really, it was quite the opposite. I loved my mom, but she was not a great mom she let addiction run her life. And for me, that was never an option for me because I learned firsthand what that looks like. I was never going to allow my kid's childhood to be ruined like mine was. And so I'm grateful for that because if I did have a beautiful childhood growing up and it was perfect and it was all the things, I'm not sure that I would be the mom that I am today. And I'm a very protective mom. That is one thing that my kids would label me as psychoprotective, <laughs> but I know firsthand what can happen if I'm not. And I would rather be protective than sorry. Right. And what are the ages of your children now, Jordan? My son is 12 and he knows way more about life than I do. And my daughter's eight. And so that's what I was going to ask you. You might've just answered it. How did that change how you're a mother today? Is that the main thing? Just that you're more protective than your mother was for you? Yeah. I also think, although my husband would probably disagree with this, I am more patient than I think people realize. 
it's something I've really had to work on. The easiest thing for me to do is to yell and scream and, you know, do things like that. And at first it was almost my natural reaction. When my husband and I would get in an argument, my first reaction would be to turn around and say something out of anger because that's what I was raised with. And it has taken so much work for me to be able to step back a little bit and realize, wait a second, this is breaking the cycle. This is not allowing my children to see what I saw growing up. This is allowing them to see what prayer together can do and what resolving can do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I certainly mess up a lot, but I think it's also really important for me to acknowledge that in front of my children and let them know, hey, I'm really sorry that I raised my voice. I'm human, but I will do my best not to do it again and then stick to my word. Exactly. Do you feel like the challenges you have been through have given you a greater platform and what I mean by that, by platform, just a way to minister, encourage others, maybe better to relate to others. I know we both share a common challenge that's current and ongoing in each of our families. And I know personally, you and Brandon have been a great encouragement to Nicole and I in that area. So I know you have, but the question is, have you experienced that very much where the challenges you've been through in the past, one or more of them or any of them? has given you a platform to better serve and give and encourage other people? I do think so. I used to be very nervous to share my testimony with people and to let them in and know the deep, dark secrets about me just because I didn't want to be judged based off of what I came from. One day, it was almost like a, a switch in my mind. It was like the Lord and I were conversating one day and he was like, why are you ashamed of what I've done in your life? Why are you ashamed to share the road that I've brought you through? You've not done this. The Lord has done this. And so when you look at it from that different perspective, I'm in a position now where being loud and vocal is a good thing. And I will always stand up for what I believe in. We've been blessed that we had this great opportunity to serve our first responders and it ended up somehow becoming a ministry. And now it's working on its way to being a nonprofit. and. I'm so grateful to be used through that. Growing up the way that I did, I have a soft spot for foster care. We've actually, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but we have adopted through foster care. My little brother was in foster care when he was 15. We adopted him as well. He's 25 now, so he doesn't really count as a kid anymore, but he's a sheriff at the sheriff's office with my husband. And we have a heart and a soul and a mission for foster care. And because of this journey, like they trust us on another level. So we get to love on these foster kids and they call us and they say, this girl needs a haircut. She hasn't had one in five years. Or this girl has hair that is matted all the way down her back. And are you able to help? And we're able to kind of be a voice for them and walk them through that and love on them through that. And if I had never been through some of the things I had been through, then we would have never been able to have that platform. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. hundred percent. I know what you're saying. I love that. And another thing I wanted to ask you, Jordan, is if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now, you know, go back in time before the drug abuse and the sexual abuse and the losing your mother and all the stuff, trying to launch a business at the start of COVID unknowingly, all the stuff, right? And more, any advice you'd give your younger self relating to anything you want to share, but specifically just the challenges that are coming ahead. I would say there's two things. My pastor once said this, and I've never heard anything more true. Hurt people hurt people. Extend grace on any level that you can and realize that not everything has to do with you. And then secondly, hold on because life gets better. 
life is going to be what you make it. I love it. What is one piece of advice? There's two great ones you just gave. Is there any other advice you'd give to someone who may be right in the middle of a struggle right now, whatever their struggle might be? Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's losing a loved one like you experienced. Maybe it's financial. May Who knows? Any advice that you would share with them in the midst of their struggle? I would say the Lord puts people in your path for a reason, and it's okay to ask for help. Um, that's one thing that I am still working on, but also it's okay to have boundaries. And that is something that this year that I'm really focusing on is respect yourself and your boundaries and your time. And the rest, I feel like will really fall into place. Be patient and gosh, pray, pray more than you even realize it. Pray every moment that you can. Love it. Do you have a favorite success quote that you might be able to share? Success is remaining faithful through the process God has laid out for you. And that's Andy Stanley. I heard it actually not too long ago, and it, I felt like it resonated. Like even when you are at the highest of highs and when you are at the lowest of lows, success is going to be remaining faithful through that and being true to who you are and who God created you to be, not just who others expect you to be. Solid gold right there. I love that. Anything that you're currently excited about, Jordan, right now? projects in the works or just anything in the future you're fired up about when you wake up each morning? So I'm actually really excited. We have not announced it yet, but we are launching a clothing line. So it is going to be completely spun from Studio One Nine. It's going to be named One Nine. And it is scripture-based clothing that you will only be able to get in the salon once it's exclusive. So once it's gone, it's gone. We'll never create it again. And I'm super excited about it. I created sweatshirts for my team for a gift at Christmas time a couple of years ago. And I was shocked by how many clients were like, oh my gosh, I want that. Oh my gosh, can I get that? Hey, can I buy that? Can I buy that? And so it's cool because everywhere you go, you can see scripture written on you know somebody's sweatshirt and it may just speak to somebody in another part of the country. You never know. I love it. I love it. Now, I, I've got another question. I wasn't even planning on asking you, but when did this entrepreneurial bone in your body really start to develop. I mean, you are such an entrepreneur and I love it. Just looking at creative ways to add value in the world around you, which is what an entrepreneur does. And I just think it's so cool. Have you always been like that since you were little? Um, yeah, my grandma and grandpa always told me that I've always been very creative. And honestly, I love making people smile. It is my favorite thing in the entire world. And beyond that, encouraging people is something that I think we should do more for each other. So if I can put a smile on somebody's face, whether it's the worker at Taco Bell or the people that are teaching my children or just somebody I meet in an airport, people have loved on me very well. And the Lord has done a divine intervention when it comes to putting people in my path exactly when I need them and when I need to meet them and what I need to hear from them. And so I hope that Studio One Nine can be that for others. It's not just the salon and making people beautiful and all that. That's great. But beauty starts within. And I feel like it's so important for people to look in the mirror and love who they are, not just what their hair looks like or their lashes look like or whatever that may be. I love it. I love the heart behind your whole business model there. All right. As we start to wrap this up, Jordan, just some quick 30 second type answer questions, if you would. What is one habit that you would say has been helpful to you in your success in life? Listen to others. Be intentional care. It's so easy to get caught up in day-to-day -day life, but 
the more intentional you are with other people, the more you listen to what's really going on in their life and you can register it and be with them through that. It goes a lot farther than we realize. Love it. What is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever received personally? When people show you who they are, you pay attention and it's okay to love them through it, whatever that may look like. Do you have a favorite online resource or app that you can share with our listeners that you just love? Honestly, I don't, I really don't. I don't love TikTok because I think it's gross sometimes, but I do see a lot of good content on it. Instagram's a little bit more protected. So really I find people with similar values on the internet and I just kind of focus and go towards them. But I always like going outside of the box because it's good to get good ideas from other people. Absolutely. Do you have a particular book that you'd recommend to the Life's Hard Succeed Anyway audience? Yeah, there's a book actually that I just finished for the second time. It's one of my favorite books. I recommend doing the study with it. It's called Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst. And I think that it can resonate with anybody in any walk of life. For me, it was forgiving the hurt that people had done to me at a young age. And then the second time it was something totally different. So Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst and then getting the study that goes along with it. It's very deep and it's very raw and it can be very emotional at times but I think it's all part of the process of healing and I've absolutely enjoyed reading it and I'm sure I'll read it again one day. Sounds like something we could all benefit from. Thank you. I'm not familiar with that book. I'll have to check it out. How can people best connect with you or follow along on your journey? Can you share that with our listeners? Yeah. So I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. I actually, I have it's studio one nine pair. I'm the only one running that. So I'm constant on there and you'll see pictures of my kids at the football field and then pictures of hair. So I am a little bit of an open book on there and I'm always responding to people on there. If you see me in a coffee shop or whatever, reach out, come get coffee with me. I love meeting new people. So love it. And you said studio one nine hair on Instagram. And did you say another platform or just Instagram? Just Instagram. We do have a website and it does email me directly. So you can also use the contact us on there and it comes directly to me as well. But usually Instagram is kind of our big platform. What is your website if people want to check it out? It is GallatinStudio19.com. GallatinStudio19.com. Got it. Okay. Thank you so much, by the way, for your time. Again, any closing comment you want to share with our listeners? I would just say whatever valley you're in, whatever journey you're on, good, bad, high, low, Be faithful and understand that the Lord puts things in your path for a reason. And we don't always understand what that is, the good and the bad. But one day we will have to meet him and answer for all of these things. And we will know. And I think at the end of the day, it makes you a stronger believer. And I couldn't have gotten through any of this without having someone that I call my best friend right by my side everywhere I go. That's the best piece of advice. Jordan, thank you so much again for coming on here on our podcast here, The Life's Hard Succeed Anyway. Really appreciate you sharing your story and want to say thank you to you and Brandon for everything you invest into the community and beyond. And thanks again. Thank you. It was awesome. Thanks, Alan. If you love this podcast, grab some of Alan's free resources on his website at alanblain.com, spelled A-L-L-A-N-B-L-A-I-N.com. You can also find links to Alan's Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there in his contacts page. Lastly, if you can leave a five-star review for us on your favorite podcast app, that will get these messages out to more people and it will really mean the world to us. Thanks in advance and make it a great day.